Ryan Nanny joining us. He is one of the co-hosts on the Shutdown Fullcast. It was weird uh, doing the email interaction with you to book this, Ryan. And you may have gotten this because you're doing this thing where you go on, I guess, as many podcasts as you can this year. So I want to learn more about that. But because you have lived in my head a little bit for a couple of years, I felt like, oh, I have to come up with some jokes and be a little pithy here and try to impress Ryan. And you just come back super professional, just, you know, like a normal normal person would <laughs> but you don't know anything about me sure. and so uh that that was a unique experience to where i have info about you you have none about me now let's do a show i mean people are googleable so i wouldn't i mean how do you know i don't have like a whole dossier on you at this i point? don't know that you um know? Like, I mean, I don't know what your schedule looks like. You, <laughs> I, I'm very findable on the internet. Right, so. exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, um, yeah, y there's pithiness is not required. If Let me put it this way. If I were at all points in my life the same person that I am on the full cast, I would not be married. I would not be allowed to have children. I would not be welcome at social events. Like I, if I had to, if I had to operate at that frequency at all times, it'd be bad news. I tend to think that's the case for all of media. I worked in local TV for five years and I ended up having four news directors that I think among them had nine divorces. <laughs> so I think that tells you the status of running local media. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and I didn't stay in it for that reason. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, some people are more important. And yes. fortunately, yes. uh, my wife is that. So uh, I don't know how much of our audience listens to the full cast. Um, so would it be safe to say that uh, y'all aren't for everybody? Yes. And that Very halfway safe. through an episode, you might listen and say, what the hell is this? Yes. Especially, I mean, especially now in June, where it's like we can go long stretches an entire episode without mentioning the sport that we claim to cover um, a single time. Uh, yeah. It is a weird improv. Improv makes it sound like too much. Like we have a goal in mind and that's not even true. Uh, yes. It's a little bit off the wall. It's very strange. It can be a little impenetrable, but we have a lot of fun with it. And, I think our overall goal is that we want to take college football as seriously as we think it should be taken. And that is frankly why like in June we may say like, yeah, we're not going to, we're going to talk about like this bear that got arrested in Italy rather than, Oh, you know, here's the rumors about the 2025 sec scheduler. It's like, I got time to worry about that. Later. I mean, I'd argue that if it's September and a bear gets arrested in Italy, that takes precedent. That's over true. Mississippi state That's, Auburn. You're right? right. That's a bad example. Yeah. And, and that is probably something that we should uh, put to the top of the agenda at all times of the year. Yeah. Now, it depends what Jimbo's doing. You never know. That, <laughs> yes. That, that could take precedent there. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to reveal something to our particular audience that maybe. You'll understand this because I think you have a broader view. Most people that follow us tend to be super UGA heavy, mm -hmm. um, com especially compared to other teams I've covered. UGA is not very interesting. It is very buttoned up. It, mm -hmm. I desire Ole Miss. I desire LSU. I want the weird and the quirky. And Georgia yeah. doesn't do that well. That's not. Yeah, that's that's not the goal at Georgia. And it hasn't been. I don't even know when you would say like the last time that's been true. Like is Tom Crean the most <laughs> interesting person that Georgia has had in recent memory? 
probably yeah. he was so zany and yeah. quirky yeah i mean I, I was young but the quincy carter days were were a hoot i was sure told. sure yeah. yeah i mean yeah i think that like I think part of it is that if you are Georgia and some, you know, most schools, I think define themselves by their opposites or by their rivals. And if you're Georgia and you're like, all right, Florida's uh, Florida's people who can't dress well and can't act right. Auburn's people who think they can dress well, but can't act right. And Tennessee is people who can't act right. And can dress well, but refuse to. Like <laughs> Georgia is sort of defining itself against all of those things. So, so I get why. I don't know where Georgia Tech falls in that mix, particularly. But you grew up in Tampa, yes. Yeah. So does that make you Florida man? Uh, Florida man, I, I like to think is more of a concept than a role, uh, than an identity. Uh, I hope at least if there is one Florida man, we should find him and stop him. Yeah. At this point, but I would see, yeah, I like have some degree of Florida man in me. You can't live there for 18, well, no, 22 years and not like get a little bit of it on you. Well, I grew up in middle Georgia and I've always wondered where South Georgia ends and the north of Florida begins. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I would think going, I mean, you spent a lot of time in Gainesville, so you might have some idea of where that and i worked in albany georgia for a year in local tv so i i don't know there's some weird amorphous border there that i mean valdosta is technically kind of where it is but it feels like it's further somewhere either way i don't know which way i think it kind of moves around too somewhat and i think it might depend on how good the jaguars are in a given year Mm. like the better the jaguars are the higher florida extends and then when they're down i think Georgia creeps more into Florida territory. So that Urban Meyer year, like the Georgia border was just north of Orlando. Yeah, right? it was basically yeah. mid Orlando. Yes. Okay. Yes. Georgia almost had Disney World. <laughs> and maybe they still will. That's yes. possible. It yes, sounds like. entirely I, possible. I've been making that joke that Valdosta should make a play here, just upgrade <laughs> wild adventures and turn it into Disney. That would be a great flex, honestly. And and I think I think Florida Florida would like have no claim over Georgia at that point anymore. Um, I don't know what claims either has over the other. That's uh, true. It's two different worlds, even yes. though they, they connect. Yes. Um, speaking of, I have a hypothetical trade that, that I'd like to, this is some geography. I want to talk. So this is a, a four state trade okay. because I'm really bored with the geography that we've had in America for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had conquests. We haven't had states try to barter. No, uh, so this no, is per- your- no, no purchases. Right. Late. Yeah. Um, and so I think the governors are getting lazy and mm-hmm. we need to, to make this happen. So here's my hypothetical. Georgia's involved. Tennessee's involved where you live now. Florida's in this and Alabama's in this. Okay. So we have to get them in a room uh, where they, I guess that's near the floor of Bama. We have to get them down there in a room. It shouldn't be hard. Yeah. Maybe this time of year, it's hard to get a room. We'll see. All right. In this trade, Georgia gets Chattanooga. Okay. Tennessee gets Huntsville. Okay. Florida gets uh, Alabama gets Pensacola and Destin together. Okay, it's, yep. it's the duo. Yep. And this is where I'm a little bit concerned. Florida then gets the Okefenokee Swamp. That's kind of a flex to say you have the biggest swamp in North America. But mm-hmm. then you also get the extended beaches of Jekyll and Brunswick and kind of the Golden Isles, which mm-hmm. would some Georgia folks that live down that way that especially love Jacksonville um, will really hate this 
concept, but I, I think there's a lot to be gained from it. And I'm trying to decide who says no. So I think for Tennessee, I'm not sure if Tennessee is going to go because Tennessee is basically trading Huntsville for Chattanooga straight up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that's like a sweet enough pot. I think what you can do, I think if you say, okay, like Tennessee, you're going to get Huntsville and you're going to get, let's say Rosemary beach. Okay. Like we're, we're not, we're only going to give you a little spot, but there will be Tennessee will no longer be landlocked. You can no longer say Tennessee doesn't have a beach. It's like, yes, it does. It's just the one. And it's just, you know, almost like a Vatican city style, little outpost. I mean, they would pop up a satellite campus there for the hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think you could get away with that. Um, I think, I think Georgia's getting a good deal here. I think Alabama's getting a great deal here, and I think the only holdup here is that for Florida, the aim is not necessarily property. I think I think it's more like if you said. The China Knife Bazaar is Florida territory yeah. in Gatlinburg. If you said, if you said like, or or if you said, um, the uh, the big there's a big like fireworks uh, outpost near the Alabama Tennessee border. If you yeah. were like, that's that's Tennessee's now. Th- that's sorry, that's Florida's now. That's a weird little like crossing. You know what it really is? If you can somehow convince South Carolina and North Carolina to seek control of south of the border yeah. to Florida, and that becomes another little Florida outpost, I think they would go for that. That's well, like tacky, full of weird tchotchkes, advertised on the highway for hundreds of miles. That's like got real Florida vibes. You're breaking borders more than I am. Like you're yeah. willing to, to really mix this up. Yeah. I, I guess maybe I don't think the governors have that level of creativity, but that's why we, <laughs> we need you, Ryan, for this. <laughs> Uh, because I, I thought Tennessee would look at Huntsville and say, we don't need the mountains in Chattanooga. We can go to space. So That's true. That's true. They might. Um, I guess my thing is, like, if you're the governor and you have to go back to cr- your constituency, like, everybody in Tennessee is, like, spends, I don't know, a month gearing up for their trip to 30A. And five mm-hmm. months thinking about their trip to 30A. And so that's the piece that I have to get that, that I'm like, I have to figure that out. How do we give them that? So that even if it doesn't change what they're paying for their Airbnb or how much their beach house costs or whatever, they can say like, oh, this is Tennessee territory right here. I mean, I did ponder getting South Carolina involved with this, but mm-hmm. the hangup that I had was that Columbia and the climate in Columbia, I think it would be one of those untradeable NBA contracts. Yes. It just has to get bought out at the negotiating table. And then somehow, you know, Kentucky ends up with Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, I think I think maybe you could if you could Nashville wouldn't love this, but if you're like. I mean, you know, maybe what we'll do is we'll we'll tell Florida, okay, you got to give the Panthers. I know they just made a run to the cup, but like give the Panthers to Columbia. And at the very least, if you live in Columbia, it's like, well, now I have an air conditioned. I have a super <laughs> cold place to go in this yeah. horribly hot, swampy area. I know that I like hockey could succeed in Columbia purely <laughs> on climate control. <laughs> I really do not understand how that's the hottest place on it's the face so of the bad. earth. I think it's because so much of it is concrete at this point. Like the the designers of Columbia inadvertently built like a pizza oven for humans. 
but like they've tried to put more grassy things on it and mm-hmm. i think because concrete is under that grass yes it yeah. just is still hot you just yeah. have hot grass correct. at that point correct. which i'm assuming they're painting because i don't know how that gets down <laughs> to the water of the earth but like they tried to make it more beautiful but you know you're still on a fairground yes. and so let's just play sandstorm and forget what it feels like <laughs> And that's great. Like yeah. that's that's a great strategy on their yes. part. It's a vibe. Like it's definitely a vibe, if nothing else. I, I made a post on our uh dog vent message board the other day that Georgia fans thought I was kind of an idiot for, which is fine. Um, because they're probably right. But I said the last time that Shane Beamer would coach against Georgia would be the upcoming season based on the schedule, the way it's mm-hmm. going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, man, Shane Beamer's Q rating right now in the SEC is way higher than I thought it was. Oh, so 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 the argument you were getting pushback you were getting is X school is gonna is gonna snag Shane Beamer or my argument was that Shane Beamer wouldn't be a head coach, but you know, it, people see the Tennessee score and we're like, well, oh, they beat Tennessee by 30. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, the week before they lost to Florida by 30. So which one's real? The problem the pro and this is a weird thing to say. South Carolina is one of the few jobs in the conference where you don't they don't all like pit, pick up the pitchforks and torches at a moment's notice. Like you can have a bad loss, you can even have like a bad stretch at South Carolina and it's not like nope, we got to get this guy out of here. I'm, like it, it is it feels very unlikely that South Carolina would would bring somebody in and not give them a decent amount of time in part because like what you have to do to get people who are Gamecocks fans feeling good about the direction is not crazy high compared to what you have. Like at Tennessee, you have to beat Bama or you have to at least look competitive. You have to beat Florida. You have to, you know, hang with or beat Georgia. Like there's a lot you have to do at South Carolina. Like, that Clemson victory is going to go a long way. That Tennessee victory is going to go a long way. And like, there's not a lot. I, I don't know. I feel like it is weirdly a place with relatively sane expectations. I took my first trip to Starkville this past season. Okay. Yeah. And I found that they were the happiest people in the SEC. Really? Because like, whatever happens, that's great. Yeah. Like, we're in the SEC. We probably shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, and we're we're just happy to be a part of this, <laughs> and we get if we you know exceed expectations, someone's mm-hmm. going to come take our coach, and that's fine. We'll yep. bring someone else in. Yep. I just it's really hard. You have to be really bad, I think, to get fired in Starkville. Yeah, you'll you'll get you'll get time there as well. You'll get nobody's getting like two years and done. That's not happening. Now they're not happiest because it's the most delightful place to live. I wasn't saying that, <laughs> but they. But th- here's the thing. Other places will try to sort of like puff up and be like, no, this is a great. I've never met any Mississippi State fan who's like Starkville is is the Paris <laughs> of the South. Yeah. Like there's no there is an honesty to that. And I, I think you just it. came up with a marketing slogan. For them, <laughs> like, they, they've done this Stark Vegas thing. And I think that's uh, wrong. It should be Paris. Starkville, the city of light. <laughs> so you're doing this thing where you just. Go on all these people's podcasts, which yeah. I hope my audio quality is at least of the like top 10% because you quickly find in the podcasting area that some people really don't even have microphones. Sure. Um, they just have computers and that's yep. fine. Yep. I'm not judging them. People mm-hmm. have different levels of buy-in. You, you've got like a legit mic. You've got, 
you know, the soundproofing, you've got a whole setup going. You're doing well, great. Well, my day job, I'm the program coordinator at Grady College at UGA oh, for nice. the sports media program, the new media institute. So, so I get, get to all use the fun tools. I get some tools uh, every now and again. That, nice. Uh, this is not like some corner in my closet at home. <laughs> Um, which it could be. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yes, I'm not, yes. I've I mean, I guess I, I guess I am judging people, but I'm not intending to judge people. <laughs> uh, what is the point of going on all of these podcasts? Because the time investment has to be pretty insane. Um, so I, I frequently will come up with things I want to do that don't serve any larger purpose. It's not like this will be good for me professionally, or this will help the world in some way. I just come up with a dumb idea. And this was one of them. I think how I have described it in other places is that going, the difference between hosting a podcast and going on a po um, and going on a podcast as a guest is the difference between hosting a dinner party and going to a dinner party. They're both fun but the former is a lot of prep work and a lot of cleanup work and a lot of stress. And the latter is like, just show up, bring what you're supposed to bring, follow a certain sort of like code of conduct, be great, be graceful and thankful and all of that. And then just, you don't have to think about it. Nobody leaves a dinner party and is like, boy, I'm really stuck thinking about all the cleanup they have to do. No, you're yeah. just going home. And so, I decided, like, what if I just did that as much as possible? And then I tweeted about it, which is which is really how you sort of, like, in my case, more or less blood promise something. And well, your, we your intro to me, like, I wanted to be the 69th yes. podcast that yes. you've done this year. Yeah. Which was a very risky play because you may think, oh, this guy is, is like, instantly has bad judgment to think that that's still a funny <laughs> joke. Which I do. And it is um, like, I, I'm, but, again, I'm... but again, you were direct about it. I appreciate yeah. you were like, this is what I'm trying to do. And because I'm trying to do something dumb and you're trying to do something dumb, like there's no room for judgment between us. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I had to find someone on the same level of like dumb scale. Yes. Of like, you know what? I recognize what you're doing. Perhaps it's a way that like it, you're going to do more than 100 of these at the rate that you're going. Yeah. I think and I at least higher. need to be in the top 10 percentile. And go. maybe at the end, you're going to think that 69th one, like because well, that number is in your brain. You know what's going to happen if if there will be at some point if I have to recall like, oh, what, you know what was number blah, blah, blah. I'll remember the first one I did and I'll probably remember the last one I did and I'll remember the 69th one and everything else is just going to be kind of a blur of like, I think that was in the fifties. That might've been over near when I got close to a hundred, but like, this is one, I will definitely know the order in which I did this one. This past weekend, my family, um, and this was a horrible idea. It wasn't mine. It was my in-laws. Uh, took my two kids, five and uh, almost three-year-old, to the aquarium in Atlanta, okay. which just dreadful. Every piece of it. It's just not. <laughs> please don't anyone. And it's not that they do a bad job. It's just that's yeah. a lot of people and not a lot of space. Yeah. And uh, for an amount of time that wasn't defined, that was probably the issue. Right, right. We're driving through Atlanta and there's one of the digital billboards that gives you the temperature. And my f uh, five-year-old's at such a fun age where it's like, see something, say it. Mm -hmm. And um, very loud in the car. I mean, all of us in there, four adults, two kids, 69. <laughs> and I was like, well, 
this day was worth it because yeah. we wouldn't have driven by this. <laughs> like whatever hell is on the other side of this aquarium trip I that have, made this fun. Yeah, I have my I have my good thing from today. It's all icing from here. <laughs> Which uh, kinds of podcasts have you been on? Because I'm sure you get some that just want you to talk football, which I'm probably going to get people in my audience saying uh, that's what we're here for. Right. That's fine. <laughs> We do like seven podcasts a week. Go go hear Jim Don and talk about football. <laughs> um, I it's been like a uh, an interesting mix. There's been some football because because I started this at the start of the year. At first, it was like some TCU podcasts who wanted to talk about the national championship game. Who knows what happened in that game? There's no record of it, and <laughs> I, I definitely don't know. Um, there's been a number of hockey podcasts, which I, I like. I have messaged this as. I'll go on your podcast, whether or not I'm qualified to. And I have let all the hockey podcasters know, like I have been to like five hockey games in my life. Like I think it's fun, but I don't follow the sport. I'm not an expert. I'm not like an insider, whatever. Do they just assume that like Nashville, you're in the predators, like fandom? Cause that's a big thing. I get like a little bit of, I'll get like some questions about that. And I can, I feel, I guess, confident enough to talk about what the predators seem to mean here as opposed to the titans or vanderbilt athletics and things like that um but like they keep it pretty light understandably um i did a podcast that was all about frankenstein movies and we watched one frankenstein movie from that was made in italy in the 70s uh oh, damn where, i should have given you homework though. i mean I, i've i've done a couple of book podcasts where i had to read something ahead of time and come prepared um yeah, it's been it's been all over the map, but it's been fun. It's been good. I just assume because you just turned forty, right? Yeah. Did it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought this was like the weirdest midlife crisis that you <laughs> like. Most of the time, it's like dudes start smoking meat or read about uh -huh. World War Two. Yeah. And you were just like Home brewing or something. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't need to make ginger beer. I just want to go on podcast. Well, I mean, I guess the upside is that this, if this is my midlife crisis, uh, I already had all the equipment, so it's not an expensive one. And it is a time suck, but it's at least a somewhat schedulable, somewhat constrained time suck. Like, it's not like saying like, oh, I'm I'm golfing now. It's like, well, cool. You're throwing away untold weekend hours when you should be helping with our children. Like, at least this I can say, OK, uh, kids are at school or kids are in bed like that's when i'm gonna do the podcast so so maybe it's not the most self-destructive or uh selfish of habits although my wife has my <laughs> wife has several questions about why i'm doing this and i have no good answers all right I, well i'm gonna help you out here good, i'm gonna good. pr spin this great for you. great um your job in doing the full cast the way that you all do you just have to accumulate a wide range of knowledge not very deep on that but yes, you need to be able to yes. talk about a ton of stuff especially at this time of year because sometimes <laughs> it is this war that happened in france in the 1700s right and sometimes it's this video game series and i know nothing about really either mm -hmm. but i still listen mm -hmm. and so in doing all of these podcasts, I would imagine that you are tapping into other people's knowledge that sure. then can help you come up with topics. There you go. This is all this is all this is all professional work. I can write all this time off in some sort of tax cheat way. Like, yes, that's perfect. Perfect answer. I love it. it. 
it is show prep um mm-hmm. and you can learn a lot like the podcast that i'm interested in right now because I'm, I'm curious what you listen to yeah because i do think that it's helpful to understand what's in other people's heads like right now i'm addicted to this podcast uh where they're re-watching boy meets world it's is that uh, the one with the cast of boy yes meets? okay yeah. I'm aw- i haven't Fischl. listened to it but i'm aware of it they do like twice a week and it's yeah. literally the first thing i do in each of those mornings like yeah. on monday and thursday mornings yeah um and, and it's fantastic it, and that was a show that um i don't know that just tells you exactly how old i am um that i'm interested <laughs> in that's a very small range right? Yes, right. you're you're born between uh you know 88 and 90 right correct <laughs> um i uh i tend to listen to, i don't listen to that many sports podcasts i do i will shout out my buddies over at split zone duo i do listen to them because uh, even though I co-host the world's only college football podcast, sometimes I need to listen to what's actually going on in college football, and my show is not usually going to help you with that. Uh, but I, I, I listen to uh, All Fantasy Everything, which I got to be on uh, as part of this process, which is a lovely comedy show where they just pick things to draft. Like the most recent one was Things in the Freezer Aisle, and they just like go through and pick. I think they do four rounds and, and it gets very specific. So it'll be like my favorite, my favorite pick that somebody made was Neapolitan ice cream sandwiches. And I was like, it's the Neapolitan that really like takes that pick over the edge for me. Um, but that's a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, I listened to um, how did this get made, which is a long running, very good movie podcast especially whenever a fast and the furious movie comes out which happens every other year at this point uh yeah yeah those are like uh, and i listen to hand in the dirt which is also in theory a football podcast or a gardening podcast but it's just really like three three fun dudes having fun conversations if you like Fast and the Furious, and you mm-hmm. may just have been being you know, pithy yourself, uh, when you do your tweet to add this to your list of podcasts that you've yeah. done, click on my profile and look at my header because it's a photo that I took of Ludacris when he did the <laughs> G-Day concert before Kirby Smart's first G-Day <laughs> and when he made the University of Georgia buy him condoms. Okay. Okay. Good to <laughs> forgot about that yeah it was a very specific rider list yeah i mean it's it's good to know what you want and it's good to be able to articulate that those are those are useful skills to have as an adult i mean i sat here and i said that georgia doesn't do well with like personality and it's too buttoned up and then like kirby smart kicked off the era but here's ludicrous for 10 minutes (laughs) because i don't know which other sec school pulls that off I mean, no. Bubba Sparks comes to downtown Athens a lot, sure. but like that's that's a long ways away from the stadium yeah, for Bubba yeah, Sparks. Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe LSU could pull off something like that, but it would have to be in New Orleans, and it would have to be like with Juvenile or somebody like that, you know, yeah. or Lil Wayne or something like that. But yeah, I think uh, I think I think that is a very Georgia specific thing to pull off. Yeah. Ludicrous specifically. And yes. He claims he's a Georgia fan. But see, I like going to find these people and seeing what they know. I literally sent Jimmy Butler a message last night, which mm-hmm. he's never going to see, right. being like, why are you a Georgia fan? I literally mm-hmm. want to ask you that one question because mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense to me. What's your theory? Oh, I don't really have one. Okay. Um, I, Jimmy Butler seems like he's could be tied in with a lot of different people. And so I, I have to feel like it's just someone he knows that loves Georgia. 
I mean, there is a possibility that he's a front runner now and, and the titles have done that, but sure. I felt like this preceded it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't know what the connection there would be. That is weird. But one of, maybe he's just doing it to make you Donis Haslam mad. Ooh, that's not something you want to do. It is. If you can do it the right, like, I feel like Jimmy Butler is one of the few people who's like, no, I, I can walk this line. I can successfully like poke this bear and we'll still be friends. Yeah, he's been there long enough now. Yes. He wouldn't have done that like the first season no, he was down no, there. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah, you have to build into that. You have to build trust with the bear that is known as that is better known as Udonis Haslam. Uh and the Jokic brothers may may not be doing that as well. Right. <laughs> Who's the person in college football that's like the Jokic of like, I'm great and I really don't care to be? Huh. I've, I've been fascinated with that element of his personality. I think sports needs so much more of that. Larry David. I'm I'm not sure if there is a player. I, and some of this is just like in college football, the players are all, you know, 18 to 23 and they're all just super hype. And you don't get I feel like you don't get as much of the like laid back persona as you would otherwise. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a coach who fits this. Um I mean, they would deflect all of the attention. Yeah. Kind of seem like it's a hassle to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was some element of that to Steve Spurrier. The, like, this is not the most important thing in the world. But he was having too much fun with it. And it felt yeah. like he was, like, engaging with it too much. And, and and enjoying being the showman for that to be a thing. Um, well, that's the other thing. Is that, I, I here here's what it is. I think there are probably coaches and players who feel the way Nikola Jokic does about sports and the relative importance and like how much they're going to put into it. But Jokic doesn't have to recruit. And when you have to recruit, you have to like keep your enthusiasm and your optimism and your engagement up at all times. Like he has many great things. I don't think he'd be a great recruiter. I Probably really, I, I don't yeah. think you could put him, I, I guess he'd be a situation specific recruiter. If you were like um, a Cal or maybe a UVA or something where you're like, we're trying to get somebody where we're selling the totality of the experience where it's like, Hey, you get to live in this nice place and you're going to get a good degree. And there's like all these, if you're not trying to just sell the like, you're going to play for this great football operation and you're going to go to the league and make millions of dollars. Maybe he's the recruiter for you. Maybe Kingsbury tried to have that vibe, but it yeah. didn't feel authentic, you know? Yes. Like, it, it felt like he tried, he wants to look like he's not trying, but he really is. I, until, until he got fired and went to Southeast Asia for a month. Like yeah. that, that was a real Jokic move to just be like, okay, this is where, you know, there's a specific window where if you're going to get a job in college football or the NFL, like you need to really be pushing the pavement. And Cliff decided it was better to just go hang out over here. Um, the other person I'm reminded of is Ed Orgeron, specifically after he got let go. Yeah. He was very upfront about like, nope, I'm just going to go enjoy this money and like fish and hunt and camp. And like, I am not looking to grind myself into a fine powder getting another football job right now 
funny enough, covering Stetson Bennett very closely, he's not full on Jokic, don't get me wrong, but like it, there was a foot in that direction sure. in some ways. And sure. I think Georgia fans, at least some of them, didn't like that. Yeah. Like they, they're like, you're our chosen one. You've brought this to us. Like, show more, be mm-hmm. more. And mm-hmm. he was like, eh. <laughs> Which I, I find that to be delightful because that's probably what my reaction would be too. It's like, you want more? Yeah, right, right. Literally, I've given you more than you have any of you have seen in your natural lives. Just be okay with it. Just I, I, yeah. I do want to make sure that you leave this and have things that you can take to the full cast about Please Georgia. Um, you need to know that there's still a Bennett on the roster. Stetson's younger brother is a walk-on wide receiver. What is so, his what is his first name? It's Luke, which is very disappointing. Is he I mean Luke Bennett as as an as a Nashvillian is a real <laughs> solid like crappy country singer name. You like, could also flip it and it would be a crappy singer. That's country. true. Bennett oh man, Luke. Bennett Luke would be great. I assume he is not a third or fourth or anything. He doesn't get the the benefit of additional uh, no, there, yeah. there's uh, there was Stetson Bennett the well, and you know Stetson's middle name was Fleming. Stetson Fleming Bennett. Stetson, Ford. yeah, and yeah. yeah, Stetson and Luke. I mean, Stetson and Luke is a pretty good like uh, I don't know '90s CBS like maybe westerny criminal procedural. I could see that. Stetson like, and Luke, the Bennett brothers. Like detectives. one episode, Tom Selleck came in just because they had extra money or yeah. he had a weird thing in his contract that he had to yeah. do one more show. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so we got Luke Bennett. Yeah. Luke Bennett is a walk on receiver, which that may not sound like a lot, but how did Stetson start? I mean, I mean, you know what th- I mean? This is, these are how these things begin, 100%. So he might have to go somewhere else and come back. <laughs> we'll see if, if it can manifest again. Yeah. There, there's another walk-on wide receiver, uh, and you're a father, so you'll know exactly why this is funny. Braxton Hicks. <laughs> I did know. That one I did know. Yeah. That one, The thing about that is that sometimes people have names that mean a different thing or connect to a different person and you're sort of like well okay like this is this is a common name and it just happens to overlap in these ways but braxton hicks is such a specific (laughs) like combination of words and a very specific thing and it's not necessarily like i guess a terrible thing to be named after it's a weird thing to be named after uh, or to but, share a name with, I should say. Well, the funny part, you can't deny that, like, you know exactly what you're doing in that situation because some nurse is in there being like, hey, right, you, you know what this is, right, 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 yes. Like, I, I, I have so many questions about, like, I'm also like, is this telling us something about his mother's childbirthing experience? Yeah. She, I don't, I don't know. I, I played Little League Baseball with a kid named Skip Skipper, and I really wanted to ask his parents a lot of questions. Um, I also interviewed a, a lieutenant one time whose name was Doug Douglas. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and when he was on American Idol, I covered Philip Phillips' homecoming concert. Man, so. I mean, Skip Skipper's pretty good. Like, that. that is the kind of name that if you get pulled out of a bar by a cop, and they like look at your ID. They're like, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Your name is not Skip Skipper. <laughs> well, and it's like Skip's not going to be short for anything. No, like, no, that is it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love it, that. It, it's not some abbreviation. No, on there. 
Um, speaking of names, are you as upset as I am that Mark Cuban and Frank Martin, the former South Carolina head coach uh, in basketball, that they don't have inverse names? I feel like that that's really misplaced by the <laughs> I hadn't specifically thought about that. Why not? Um, you have all know. this time. I know. I know. I, I, because it's a big world and there's more to explore all the time. So thank you for giving that to me now. Now I am upset about it. Now I have one more thing to be frustrated about. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take that to the full cast, I don't even need just say somewhere in there and be like, you know, I had 69 questions I was thinking about and then I'll get it. Which, like, which of that, which of that, which side of that switch do you like best? Well, my fear is that like Mark Cuban is like so on the nose that it feels yeah. like, you know, a seven year old writing a screenplay yes. and that's what they come yes. up with. Yeah. Um, but like Frank Martin could definitely be the billionaire on Shark Tank. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he sort of has like a a, a a little bit of a vibe that goes with that as well. Like I feel like he would I feel like Frank Martin would sit in a comfy chair and tell you your idea stinks. Yeah. But I guess the issue that I have is that, like, if, if you know nothing, like, you've just emerged on this earth from somewhere else. Uh, Tennessee has bought up Huntsville, and they've mm -hmm. brought you back yep. uh, to put you in yep. Nashville. Yep. And be like, you have this great idea from this other world. And I say, hey, I know this venture capitalist named Mark Cuban. We're going to go see him. You're going to be really confused of why he looks like that. And I don't think anyone stopped to ponder that. I, there is some truth to that, but I also think like it helps having the larger context that, and I'm thinking specifically of like um, Sam Bankman Freed, or where it's like there is a certain level of rich guy who is like, I'm going to dress as sloppy as possible. Like, yeah. I'm going to wear crummy ex expensive but crummy shorts and t-shirts yeah at all times like there is a picture of sbf with like tom brady at some event that they were doing before their crypto world fell apart and like tom tom like tom is in a suit or something and sam is in just like you know the oversized shirt that you'd wear to a sleepover when you're eight or something <laughs> like that and it's like oh, okay this is this is its own like indicator of some sort that, i mean like, i'm too rich to care about this but like it's it's the wardrobe of like impulse buys at costco yeah of, like, oh, oh, that, that oh, was there it is it is what it is it is what you would wear because your kid puked on whatever you were wearing when you started the car trip, like yeah. this is like this is what I bought at the gas station. This is what they had. Or it's like the emergency shirt that's been under your seat for, yes. for four years, yes. and you're like, "Well, I was waiting for this day." Yes. I knew, I knew, I packed these shorts <laughs> back in the like spare tire wheel well for a reason. Yeah, back in 2017, <laughs> it was for right now. Uh, that part of dadhood has arrived for me. Oh, uh, good. I, I had never been to uh, a Costco in my life. Now I'm an evangelist. I, yeah, I stand sure. on street corners sure. with my Costco executive membership card saying good. this is worth it for all of you. Uh, and you need to participate. So it stays here for me. How uh, how do you bring your children with you or is it a solo trip? Uh, so I have two kids. I'm willing to bring one. OK. And uh, I on emergency occasions, it can be two. But part of Costco is like the treasure hunt. Sure. It's like going to TJ Maxx. Of like, yeah. I don't really want any of this, but I want to be able to say I found it. But I got to know what the deals are. Right. Yeah. Um, and how am I going to know if I don't invest this? Kind <laughs> That's, of time right. That's right. That's um, right. 
I mean, the other part of dadhood I've reached is that I really love doing laundry because it's a confined space that that door shuts. <laughs> Uh, which I think that's how all men get into like lawn care where sure. all of a sudden or, like, or smoking meat. That's another yeah. thing that people are like, Oh, I can just be by myself outside for two hours. This is great. I, I see. I, I find a flaw in that one though, because like the smoker is still just going to be in your backyard. Mm -hmm. And so maybe depending on what age your kids are, I'm assuming the kids will join you. And then it's just like, how do I make sure they don't burn themselves by hugging the smoker? Yeah. That this is daddy's toy. Yeah. I think like you have to get, uh, you have to have nimble feet. You just sort of have to constantly be ready to sort of like shift and push a child away with one foot or the other. That's the move. Yeah, with the beverage in hand. I mm -hmm. think that's that's mm -hmm. the stereotype, at least. Mm -hmm. You all like to play a lot of games on the full cast. Um, I prepared a brief one for you. Yes, I love it. Yeah, so I, I'm going. This is continuing on just Georgia names. So I'm going to give you five names. Okay. And uh, one of these is a body of water in okay. the state of Georgia. Yep. One is a golfer at the okay. University of Georgia. A, cur a current UGA golfer. Current UGA golfer. Okay. Okay. One is a current UGA football player. Okay. One is a state representative. Okay. In Georgia. Yep. And one is the name of a pharmacy in my hometown of Dublin, <laughs> Georgia. And so okay. on this weird podcast trail mm -hmm. SAT, your job mm -hmm. is to associate each one. Okay. So I can give you those again, or I can just give you the names if you feel confident. Um, you're we're doing Body of Water. Body of Water, golfer, Georgia golfer, football player. Representative. Uh, state rep and pharmacy in your hometown. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So the names that you have to associate with these Park Cannon, Denton Schamberger, Clark Hill, Buck Brumlow, and Max Brown. One of these is a body of water. One of these is a body of water. I'll okay. say those again. Okay. Clark Hill. Yeah. Buck Brumlow, Park Cannon, Denton Schamberger, and Max Brown. I can go one at a time if you'd actually like let's, me to let's, produce. Yeah, let's let's try this one at a time and let's see how we do. All right, let's go with uh, Park Cannon. Park Cannon. Um, Park Cannon would be a very good and on-the-nose golfer name. Be a good baseball name, too. So I'm going to say that it's not that because that feels too uh, on brand. Mm, um, you you did do your research on me. <laughs> Representative Park Cannon. How does that feel? Uh, okay. Like I, I, I'm like, I can see that. I'm not necessarily warm to it. The Park Cannon Pharmacy. Uh, that's also kind of a maybe. Like it's it's a generic enough. I will remind of... you, my hometown's Dublin, Georgia. It is about halfway between Atlanta and Savannah on okay. I sixteen. Okay, if that matters to you at all, uh, it's one of those that like if you're there, you call it Middle Georgia, uh -huh. and if you're in Atlanta, you call it South Georgia because you're like, <laughs> no, it's it's south of Forsyth. I promise you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I all right. So I am feeling either football player or body of water at this point for park cannon for park cannon i'm gonna say i'm gonna say body of water park cannon is the representative for georgia's 58th mm, district okay okay all right. county all right i'm glad i at least felt like that could be it 
and I um, rule it and out. she is a relatively new uh, representative. Okay. So okay, uh, I think she's slightly younger than me, which okay. you know that's not a good sign for me no. either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I thought all legislators had to be thirty years older than me, um, but and I, I guess presidentially they have to be fifty yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. So so, so uh, we're not we're not in danger there at least. I've actually pondered getting a sign in my yard in the next presidential election that just says "younger candidate." <laughs> And seeing what happens with that. I don't know that my neighbor. The thing is, like, I have a neighborhood that people walk dogs in. And I just don't mm -hmm. want to deal with those conversations. So yeah, I'm probably not going to follow through. You will. You will. If you want people to talk to you, that will happen. Yeah. So. And I. That's usually no. I don't yeah. want that. Okay. Good. All right. So that's part canon. Let's part go canon. to uh, Buck Brumlow. Buck Brumlow. Buck Brumlow is a very good athlete name. Uh, it does not feel like a pharmacy name, although it would be a charming name for a pharmacy. Don't get me wrong. And you would give that pharmacy a shot. Like I would, you would I want would, to tell your doctor. I would absolutely. The script. This is yes. I'd be like, send the script over to Buck Brumlow, and I would also hope that Buck Brumlow has like an old school ice cream counter. Oh, like that for if, sure. If Buck Brumlow is a pharmacy, I'm like, you can get some real good mint chocolate chip there. And like a 75 cent grilled cheese. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, man, now I kind of want Buck Bromo to be the pharmacy so I can make this real. Um, it could be a body of water. Um, it sounds a little, it's, it, it sounds, um, I mean, Lake Lanier is the clear winner for this, but Buck Bromo sounds like a place where it's like, oh yeah, I lost the boat. Yeah. Just, just sank like a stone. Um, I'm going to say this is our golfer. But Brumlow is a golfer at the University right. of Georgia. All right. Good. So you're on one. the board. I got one. That's, I mean, that was gets, the goal here, it get, frankly. It gets a little easier as you go. <laughs> yes. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with Brown. Max Brown. Max Brown's a very good pharmacy name. Max Brown's a very good football player name. Uh. But Max what? Brown would never be like a great football player. You know, like no, they're, no, they're on the no. roster. No, they're they're like uh, third left guard, something like that. Like they're not getting the NIL love unless it's like a group deal, and yes. they just happen to be in it. Yes, yeah. yes, it's a lot of special teams uh, work. Um, you know, important important member of the practice squad is is helping us scout. Uh, at all points. But um, if there's like controversy and they really have to be careful with media relations, like Max Brown definitely gets in front of the microphone to represent the program. Oh, yeah. I mean, Max Brown could be your fifth year senior that you take to SEC media days. Sure. And you're like, who's it's like, it's fine. It's Max. Like, we all know him. Um, but I'm going to say that Max Brown is our pharmacy. That is the pharmacy in Dublin, wow. Georgia. Yes. Look at you. You know your pharmacy. <laughs> There's your next podcast. Ryan Nanny interviews Name pharmacists. pharmacy. <laughs> Clark Hill. Mm, okay. Clark Hill, uh, I'm going to say, is the body. Well, no, we're down to Clark Hill, and what's the what's the other name? Denton Schamberger. <sighs> one of these is a football player, and one is a body of water. Mm-hmm. Clark Hill is the body of water. Denton Schamberger is the football. Uh, no, yes, Denton Schamberger is the football player. You are correct. You went yes. four out of five on this game. <laughs> I think you're too experienced at your games. <laughs> like you, you knew how the sausage is made from the production. Well, side. well, like to your point, 
once this is one of those where if you can get hot early, you can you can run because it gets easier as you go on. And the fact that I got the second one that I that I hit on number two helped me finish strong. If I had like stumbled there, I probably would only got like one or two of these. I probably should have pushed Buck Brumlow later in the order. <laughs> if it if it had been down to Buck Brumlow, Buck Brumlow and um Schamberger, like that would have been impossible to to sort yeah. of like distinguish between those two. Well, see, every year in recruiting, um, because we have like very serious recruiting reporters, I am not yeah. one of those. Um, because you know, I can't. Yeah. Um just being there's, honest. There's with plenty, there's plenty of people out there to do that. Yeah. Um I I'm the reporter that, oh, Stetson Bennett said he listens to Bubbly by Colby Calais. Well, let me go get Colby Calais and ask her about this. And I did that last year. Sure. And then went to Atlantic City to a free concert for Colby Calais, because that's what people go to Atlantic City for. <laughs> there uh, are, there are, as someone who's been, there are far sadder reasons to go to Atlantic <laughs> City, I assure you. Uh, she was lovely and delightful yeah. and wanted to, like, welcome us, uh, even right. though she, like, shies away from fame and doesn't enjoy She's just like, I like music. I want to yeah. do music. Now, please yeah. get away. Nice. Um, but she was very kind in that what way. What do I need to know about this football player you selected for this game? Denton Schamberger? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know a whole lot other than he went to Westminster School um, in the greater Atlanta area, which okay. costs probably three times as much money to go to as it does <laughs> the University of Georgia. Um, I, I can say this to you. So uh, I, in my day job, I worked with some students and they were running social media accounts for high school teams to learn how to create content there. Yep. Um and they were doing it for a public school in our area. And they ended up playing Westminster in the playoffs this mm -hmm. year. And this is girls soccer. And the chant that the public school used before going to play the private school, they put all their hands in and they did the one, two, three. And the chant was, we don't lose to private school bitches. <laughs> Which... I instantly fell in love with girls soccer, probably more than I have any other sport in my life. Because I'm like, they get this. Yeah, this is this is a thing. College football doesn't do this, but this is a thing that the publics and privates need to do more of. Yeah, like like there needs to be the ACC is obviously the perfect place for this to happen because you've got Duke, which is just like the quintessential private school in a lot of ways. But across the board, I think like we need more public schools hating on private schools well when the 2024 schedule came out and i saw that texas is playing at vanderbilt i mm -hmm. really need that to be the first <laughs> sec game for texas because i need to watch the existential crisis that happens when all these texas people are in vandy state it's it's gonna be great because all these texas fans are going to come to nashville and they're gonna see all these dipshits in cowboy hats <laughs> on lower broadway and they're gonna be like are they cosplaying us? What's yeah. happening here? But but then they're going to go to the stadium and they're going to say, "Wait, our high school players do this." Yes. What like yes. what's happening here? Yes. I thought we were in the mecca of college football it's, now. It's cozy. It's comfortable. It's you know, it's a more bespoke experience. Is all. I mean, I guess I say that, but they've been to Lubbock quite a while, so that's true. Perhaps yeah. the existential crisis would. And not there's exist. definitely more to do around after a Vandy game, I have to imagine, than there is after a Texas Tech game. I'd hope so, but so. it depends what you like doing, right? That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point.
Um, well, this was uh, such a delight to to do, Ryan. Um, I, I hope this was worth your time. And I got to go four out of five on a game. I get to coast off of that good feeling for like at least a week. And so. we're recording this on a Friday, so your this weekend's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Um, because if I go down further on my list of show prep, you get to my Home Depot shopping list. So if you want to, yeah, I do want to know, like, yeah, what, uh, how, how long is your shopping list? Let's no, it was, it was very short. Um, okay. so I, I don't know if you do this, but when I go to Home Depot, I don't want to peruse the aisles because like, it doesn't make sense to me how anything's mm-hmm. organized anyway. Sure. And I don't know what any of it is. Right. Uh, because I work with words for a living. <laughs> so, uh, until they find the aisle where I buy words, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'm really just looking around aimlessly and okay. I don't want to talk to the okay. people in the orange. Yeah. 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 Cause, so, cause, cause at that point, the tricky thing about talking to somebody at a hardware store is they're going to ask you a question in return to clarify, and yeah. you're not going to know how to answer that question at all. Right. It's like, yeah. no, I came to you because I don't have the information. Right. right. Pretend I'm a small child who doesn't know how anything works and talk to me like that. Well, in the glory of home ownership, uh, for about six months, my water bill had been about twice as high as it needs to be, yeah. which you're a dad. You should be really getting jazzed by this conversation. Yes, this absolutely. Yes. Um, and so I had the water. Obviously, it's not my problem. So I call the water company and be like, you come fix this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it's still running higher. So I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, let me call my, my home insurance. They need to fix this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we don't cover that. <laughs> so then I call the plumber yeah. because it's on my end. I'm responsible. Yeah. And uh, they say, yeah, you have a, a pipe that's leaking between the access and your house. I'm like, great. It's not actually leaking in my house. We can save this. Uh, what, $4,000 later? Because I'm, I'm not going to dig up the pipe. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I determined that they need to, or they determined they needed to do a new access point. Pipe goes into the house. We're in the basement to, to where this is. They've cut a hole in the wall. Guy looks at me and he says, it's going to be another, another $400 to replace the drywall. And I say, no, it ain't uh, <laughs> because I know where Home Depot is. And yeah, was, my answer was not to learn how to do drywall. Uh-huh. My answer was they make these plastic access panels uh-huh. and I am going to measure and cut and put my access panel in there, Smart. cover it up with a picture, Problem move on. <laughs> so on my list, I have Home Depot yeah. uh, six by 15, which was uh-huh. the original top hole that they had to get to. And then yep. 10 by 15, which was the longer one toward the bottom of the wall. And it was uh, on Bay 8 panel 27. <laughs> because what I did was before I go into Home Depot, I go to the app. Or, yeah, sure. No, I don't have their app. I'm not that obsessed. You go I just to the go, website. To the, go to the website on yeah. my phone. And then check my local store and that tells me where it's at because that's, they, that's the move. That's great user experience and customer service. So that's yeah. what it was. I went to it, I bought it, and then I went to self checkout, completely avoiding talking to anyone other mm-hmm. than the you have a good day too self checkout mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was a great day. That's a that's a that's a solid Home Depot experience, I gotta say. Yeah. So instead of spending four hundred dollars, I spent about forty dollars because I had to buy the knife to cut more drywall, mm-hmm. which yep. is kind of terrifying because I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> but this access panel is going to cover it all, and that's fine. And it did. Good. Good. Great job. Thanks, man. Uh, your affirmation really makes me feel good about it. <laughs> Not well, that I, I, could, I could. I mean, I'm now. I'm just thinking like I probably got to get to the hardware store today too. So, I mean, if you do sit in the car for 20 minutes beforehand with the AC going because you're in Nashville <laughs> and, uh, you know, find out what you need before you go in there. That's right. That's right. That is uh, the that's not the most efficient way, but, no, uh, but it is a way to do it. 
It's the most antisocial way. That's right. And I'm not trying to make That's friends. Right. That's right. If I want to make friends, I'll go on all these podcasts. <laughs> uh, Ryan Nanny's with the shutdown full cast. Um, I, I wanted to ask you how you thought the SEC network has responded to Spencer being on there by this point, because that was kind of uh, up in the air at first for the people that uh, are very old school SEC fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll save that for another time. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> you're, you're like, great. I didn't want to get into that anyway. <laughs> 